0: friends to an all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I am your guide, Laura Bender. Uh, So today's guest is Tamara Zoner. She's a speaker and coach that's on a mission to create greater happiness in the world by teaching individuals and groups the actions and habits of happiness. So she kind of describes a couple of her um, interesting, uh, I guess, techniques and habits and just different trainings that she's gone to. Um, so like passion test facilitator was an interesting one and happy for no reason trainer. So she kind of talks a little bit about those in today's conversation. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. And as always, I will check in with you on the other side. Take care. So welcome. How are you, Tamara, today? I'm very well. Thank you, Laura. How are you? Not too bad. It's a beautiful day out. Um, I can't complain. And we've been having awesome weather this entire week. So it's been awesome. Um, so again, thank you so much for spending the time here, the energy, um, and joining me today. So I actually love your bio. So you you have all these different credentials listed there. So you're a certified life coach um, passion test facilitator. I want to get into some of these Mash, mastery of self-love facilitator, happy for no reason trainer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So would you mind kind of diving into all those and kind of explain how this all fits in your journey?
1: Oh, sure. They're such a part of my journey and they're the tools that have helped me the most. And so I jumped right into being trained in those modalities because they made such a massive impact in my life. And the first one was the passion test, uh, which is, um, it's not a real test necessarily. There's no Mm -hmm. pass or fail, but it's a process of defining what you really want your life to look and feel like through a list making process and then a questioning process. So which one feels better, this or that, and you get to your top five, passions. And then we teach people how to align their lives with those things. And when I was first introduced to this process, I was doing something completely different. I was in a very strained marriage and I exchanged business cards with this woman at a networking event and her said certified passion test facilitator. And I just got full body chills and knowing and didn't know what the heck that meant, but knew that it was going to be something important in my life. And I ended up taking the passion test with her and then immediately signing up to become a certified facilitator.
0: <laughs> That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And it was amazing. And I didn't know I was, we were in a big transition at that point. Um, my husband at the time and I were trying to find some common ground. So we had a wine shop that eventually. Closed. He kind of drank the profits. And- <laughs> oh. Oops. <laughs> and then we moved to England for a new job opportunity for him. And then I ended up actually traveling to Oslo, Norway, for my certification. Even though it started oh. here in the states, um, it's worldwide now. With Janet, oh, cool. Janet Atwood is the creator and the author, and her ex-husband Chris, who is her best friend, also. And uh, and so yeah, I used that process to really recreate my life and identify what I wanted it to look and feel like. And then every day chose in favor of those things until suddenly I was like, Hey, (laughs) my life is good again. And I had left my husband and relocated back to the States and was, you know, creating a life back at home where I hadn't lived in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then in that process of kind of figuring out, well, Hey, Like I've hit some of these passions. I'm living some of these passions to attend, but what's stopping me from getting to that, the rest of them. And that's when the self-love mastery came up because it really came to this question of, well, if I don't feel deserving of this most passionate ideal life, then I'm never going to achieve it. And so that's, and then magically Janet introduced this mastery of self-love course. And I was like, yes, that's perfect because that's what we need and that's really what i teach people it's like how to develop that deep intimate relationship with yourself so that you can tell yourself the truth about your life and admit those things that maybe are uncomfortable to admit and then take steps toward change mm-hmm. you know and and then the happy for no reason training uh was from a book that i had read years ago called happy for no reason and i had used That book and Marsha Shimov, the author's teachings along the way. And then during COVID in March of last year, I got sick, right? I was exposed at work and uh, had symptoms a few days later. And the gentleman, I worked in a senior community and he passed away just a couple of weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I ended up being off of work for three weeks. And that happiness- training certification kept coming up and I was like, it's time because I need, I need to leave this corporate environment. And this is, this is a path that's more concrete than the passion test. Right. Yeah. And I started teaching it to my residents, this actual habits and actions of happiness as we came out of quarantine three months later. And it made such a dramatic impact on their lives and their experience and the whole community, I just kept thinking to myself, what am I still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I need to share this with more people. And so, you know, I really dove deep into asking and listening for guidance and got some really clear Guided like cards would turn up that said, here's your door. When will you walk through it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've gotten some of those myself recently. (laughs) Okay. And so I did, I said, yes. And uh, October of last year, I had my last day at my corporate job in senior living and started doing this full time. And I, I love it so much. It's been my mission for a very long time. And now I'm living it every day, which is also what I teach people, right? How to go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, and now I see how all of those kind of correlate and just kind of f- form that path that yeah. you just, you just described. Yeah. That's incredible. That's an incredible journey. So how does, so kind of thinking about the relationship that people have with themselves, um, we kind of go, you kind of talked about not, you know, if you're not loving yourself, how are you going to be able to, to get to these passions
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: that we all desire. Um, So how does a person's relationship with themselves actually relate to that success that they have in life? How does that actually correlate?
1: Well, where are most important relationship? Most people are seeking outside of themselves for some kind of fixed or completion that they'll just keep seeking until they find it within. And Mm -hmm. so for us to, you know, we have these this voice in our head that is us, <laughs> that isn't always kind or supportive and is often a bully. And we we will not get to where we want to be in life by bullying ourselves there. It won't happen. We will feel bad about ourselves and we will go through these vicious cycles and circles of beating ourselves up for not being good enough and then not being good enough because we're constantly beating ourselves up. So how could we ever get there? And so taking the time to start to repair that relationship with ourselves that probably started before we were even really conscious beings, right? We're Mm -hmm. sort of in this meditative state from zero to seven, and we're just soaking everything in our external experience into our subconscious brains. And... Maybe it wasn't that great. Like, I don't know about you, but the talk in my house wasn't really very supportive when I was little. And, And so that becomes the voice in our head. You know, why don't you act more like your sister or why are you so dumb or why, you know,
0: I was the oldest sibling. So I kind of was like the experiment for everything basically. (laughs) And, you know, then I, I honestly, I I noticed a lot of that now actually I'm, I'm becoming more aware of it now, um, is how I was, how I was treated as a, as a child versus how my brother was treated. Yeah. I can it's see So that. different. Right? Yeah. When
1: I'm one of four, I'm the third of four. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh my gosh, the oldest just got the brunt of it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then
1: my sister kind of didn't get anything because she was just like there. Under the radar. <laughs> yes. And then I was a little more like, well, hey, I want to actually live my life and I'd get in trouble for that. Right. And then the little brother is the miracle child, you know, he's like, can do no wrong, perfect. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably the most confident of us all because he was, he was raised to be perfect, right? Like you're just already perfect. Just the way you are, you can do no wrong. Everything is good. And he's like, cool, I'm just going to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) So that voice develops and that awareness key that you mentioned, that's where we start, right? That's where we start repairing that relationship with ourselves, becoming aware of how we actually treat ourselves, speak to ourselves, think to ourselves do we actually do the things that support us, you know, or do we say we're going to do them and then not, and then beat ourselves up some more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so once we can just become aware and then start to make really gentle, subtle shifts in the language that we're using with ourselves so that it becomes like a good friend, you know, uh, things change and mm-hmm. and then also separating out those voices that aren't really ours you know mm-hmm. i had to remove my mother's voice i had to remove my ex-husband's voice and i had to clarify which one was actually mine mm-hmm. you know and then start teaching myself to be nicer to me
0: yeah so if someone were kind of in that same boat it seems like we're both kind of talking about that we had these experiences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what kind of practices, um, in addition to maybe what you just mentioned, um, just so maybe someone doesn't have that self awareness yet. Right. Um, what kind of practices could they do to maybe kind of open that up or start to explore that?
1: One of my very, very favorite tools is called EFT emotional Mm -hmm. freedom technique are you familiar Mm -hmm. with it yes i am Uh, that tapping and so i love it so much because and i almost assign tapping to every client that i have (laughs) especially if they're newer kind of on their journey into self-awareness is tapping because it is mind and body and it's making this connection and it's Full on truth telling. It's not affirmations where you look at yourself in the mirror and lie to yourself <laughs> to try to get a new belief installed, but you're actually starting right where you're at. Like, Hey, I don't really like myself and I don't know why I need to bother, you know, yeah. or my foot really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't do anything. I can't exercise my foot hurts or where it doesn't even matter where you're at, but tapping allows you to tell the full truth of your current experience And then tap into where you want to be and how you want it to change. And then, you know, I always do three cycles. So truth telling, and then maybe what I'm sick of or tired of or wanting to be different. And then um, being open to the change. And so if anybody who's listening is familiar with tapping or not, you know, it's tapping on these points on our face essentially and parts of our body meridian points to really access the same as an acupuncturist would access except for it's at our own fingertips and uh connecting the mind and the body and the emotional body and releasing stored stuck junk so that it's not in our bodies anymore and we can move through it um but yeah those three cycles of really telling the truth and tapping one round and then what am I sick of and how do I want this to change? And, you know, I'm just so tired of all of this and yeah. tapping on a round of that or two or three, however long it kind of takes. And then getting to the, this is what I want to be experiencing. This is what I, I choose. And self-love is so great paired with EFT because we can be like, I don't really like myself and that's okay. And I choose to accept how I feel about me right now. Yeah. And so EFT is five hands down, one of my favorite, favorite tools. And then my other favorite tool, uh, is gratitude. Yeah.
0: Because that's with gratitude I often, I do these that are pretty often.
1: Yeah. It actually changes our neurology It does. And that's, what's so amazing. We can re Create new neural pathways in our brains toward more positivity, toward self-love, toward self-esteem, through gratitude, just by looking for what's good in our lives and really savoring it and soaking it in Mm -hmm. and practicing it, you know, writing it down. I always tell people five things, if you can get to five, three to seven is good. Five is like the happy medium, writing it down, connects various parts of our brain and makes it more concrete. And a lot of uh, people who talk on gratitude will say, do it in the morning, which is a great way to start your day. Mm -hmm. But I like to practice it at night so that no matter how my day seemed to be at the end of it, I realize how great it really was. Mm -hmm. And then I go to sleep like bathed in these happy hormones. And then I wake up happier too.
0: That's an excellent practice. I think I made you to start doing that. <laughs> you know, it's something that I obviously, I offer a lot in yoga classes, but right. you know, um, cause that's usually a, a common element that maybe theme that we kind of work with, but I think that would also just be a great practice just to kind of use on yourself. Yes. On the yes. Evening.
1: Yeah. The and getting bed. so specific about yeah. what's good in your life. Not just, Oh, I'm grateful for my family, but I always use my son as an example, Cause he, you know, he's, he turns 12 next week, but he still has these sweet, soft cheeks, and was, you know, <laughs> instead of just being like, Oh, I was grateful for the hug. I'm grateful for that hug and how he pressed his soft cheek against Aww. mine. And I just felt so much love. And then our brains don't know the difference between what is real or imagined or remembered. And so we actually physiologically re-experience those moments. And we're like, I can even feel the oxytocin just flooding through my body, just talking about, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Because we re-experience those good moments and we literally re-experience them in our bodies and our brains. And that's, yeah, yes. It's amazing.
0: Wow. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um so thinking back even though we're kind of still in this weird pandemic thing and who knows what's really going on now because it's just <laughs> it's, yeah it's a mess um so what do you feel in 2020 because this is really the test for everybody yeah um so what do you feel was the most valuable lesson that you learned during 2020?
1: For me personally, I feel like I learned permission <laughs> permission to do, and be and be more than do yes <laughs> right uh, who i am and what what lifts me up in life and to really simply be because we all get caught up in the doing of life and what the pandemic has allowed for so many of us is to really slow down and be more in each moment And that is the lesson that it taught me. I think I've always kind of practiced it being, but this 2020 really allowed me to step into it and slow down and be, and, you know, really honestly assess my life. And I think that is the gift of the pandemic for all of us is to be able Mm -hmm. to accept and uh embrace the truth of our lives. And are we really living a life that supports us in our joy and our happiness, in our fulfillment? Or are we doing so much that we don't even have time to experience being? Yeah,
0: yes, I agree. Wow. That was a really amazing dis- discussion. I love this conversation. Um But yeah, thank you again so much, uh, Tamara, for uh, spending the time and energy here with me today Um, and just having this discussion about gratitude and happiness and a lot of cool things to kind of check out everyone. So I'm going to put some little tidbits in the show notes. um, So make sure you check it out. Um, But yeah, thanks again for your time.
1: Thank you for having me, Laura. Yeah, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank
0: you. Thanks so much. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Tamra. Um, and as always, please don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. You all, my friends.